We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. You got that low center of gravity to create that right. force to get out of the blocks. Right. And what most people don't realize, too, is stride length doesn't have to do with how long your limbs are. Stride length is created from force into the ground, moving you farther through the air. Right. So now, like having longer limbs can possibly give you a higher potential or like a higher capacity for a longer stride length. But it's ultimately going to come from the force to the ground when you're looking at two guys who are evenly limbed and one guy has a you know, eight inch longer stride. It's just because of the force he's putting into the ground. They have the same yeah, exact. Well, you say involved, man. That has to be genes. He has yeah. like the ultimate genes to be able to. Do oh that. yeah, ridiculous. It's not something you can develop. Yeah, yeah, at all. No, but I, I mean, if you if, if you ESPC podcast, where the purpose of the podcast is to make me money, I say that because especially this week it paid off. Right, we need payoffs. We need to pay for inflation. Uh, we're going to go into a recession because there's no stimulus this year, right? The economy has to ride on its own. Uh, but most people would love to have recessions like we have here in the U.S. Uh, but you can't to survive. You don't want to end up homeless, right? Because you can't end up homeless here in the United States if you don't watch it, if you don't have a good plan for your money. Look at all those professional athletes, people who win the lottery, who end up homeless because they make the money and they do not have a plan. They do not have a process. Hawthorne Effect podcast is a reality check because you have to focus on reality because sometimes reality is not what we hope for. It is something else completely different. And we have to separate fact from fiction. We talked about the last week, we talked about the movie uh, 100 Days of Summer, where the guy was living in a, in a delusional world because he wasn't facing facts. He wasn't paying attention. And you have to do it because what? You lose money. People lost money last night when, what, Kurt Warner bet on his own team, told everybody to bet on Cardinals. What happened? They got blown up. We told you to bet the Rams. Because we're betting these games every week, and Kurt Warner gets paid regardless whether the Cardinals win or lose or whatever. We only get paid by getting the games right, getting the games correct. So we use business and financial concepts to do that, have an MBA, securities licenses. Uh, this podcast is not meant for everybody. It's meant for people who uh, understand that sports betting is the same as the stock market. And it's actually less speculative than the stock market because we're doing our research. So the same, it's the same process, all right? So one business maxim is if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So to that end, We've got uh, Chad and Scott. Uh, we have diversity, which people talk a lot about, right? Diversity is uh, 
not just gender disability, right? It is also regional diversity, age diversity, uh, diversity in thought, uh, political affiliation, religious affiliation. So we have that all here. We have Chad from the West Coast, who's the youngin of this podcast. And then we have Scott and myself, who are the older guys. Scott is in the Northeast. Chad and I are over here in the West Coast. So every podcast has to have a purpose and an outcome. And the outcome is, it's other purposes, right? Uh, to make money, uh, to be able to give you information you're not going to get anywhere else. And the outcome is 10 and 3 on the sides and totals that we gave out. And we actually gave you a few props on the live stream. But we're not going to count those. Or else we would be 15, 16, and 3. So 10 and 3. Uh, that is 78%. Highest level of probability theory is 80%. But it's been a process. We worked hard. We tortured ourselves. You torture yourselves so somebody else doesn't torture you. Right? So... Thank you for joining Scott and Chad. What are your first thoughts on this epic, historic Hall of Fame wildcard weekend we had picking the games? It's a long process to get to this point. So, uh, you know, I'm happy we got the 78%, <clears throat> but the work has not ended yet as we have more games coming up. As Jim said, these dry up really quickly on Friday night. So, Enjoy the profit. I know Jason made some nice profit. So he's a tweet, tweet to us. That money this year. <clears throat> yep. So, um, so I'm happy. I'm happy we got the 78%, which is really good. And if anybody took a uh, team totals and the Scotty Miller and the Max Crosby, they made Scotty even more. Scotty Miller, baby. Yep. One catch is all he needed. He, that's what he <laughs> got. Needed. So, yes. And the Max Crosby we gave to him on the uh, on the live stream before the Raiders game. Um, and the table. Well, he has some speed, and he has some like, uh, like game speed because what he did that special teams play yep. was yep. terrific. Right, it right. really was. Uh, so I'm, made... I'm happy, but the work the work is not not done yet. You know, we still got work to do, but it's a good start to the NFL playoffs. Seventy eight percent. It's about as, as high as you almost could go, go um, without without getting perfect. So, I'm yeah. And the other thing is that uh, luck, right? If you get over 80%, it was luck. There was some luck involved. Yep. And we want to be grounded in what we can predict, really predictable, scalable, and um, predictable, scalable, and then profitable. Uh, free cash flow. It's what's important in business what are your thoughts Chad? yeah um great week i mean you can't can't beat it um best you can do so uh you know um still some stuff we really really miss i mean um the steelers chiefs game we were completely wrong on uh, you know and yeah still, we'll get uh, that. definitely um you know to, to go 73 percent and and leave some bad picks out there um uh, you know, that's, that's the best, that's the best you can do. So, uh, you know, happy with it, but, uh, man, just, just trying to, um, 
keep getting better and uh, keep perfecting this process that we've created throughout the season. Yeah. Now, the one I missed, you guys didn't miss a side. You guys got the side right. I missed uh, Patriots. I was living in the past. You die in the past. You live in the past, you die in the past. And that was my problem with the NBA. So I'm in contemplation stage. I'm not in the consistent action phase. I would say I'm in the action phase. I'm not in the maintenance phase. Because under pressure, I quibble. So I quiver thinking, okay, Bill Belichick, Hall of Fame coach, won seven Super Bowls. He has McDaniels there. We'll figure out how to get this team up. Maybe Chad can talk to this. You're, you know, playing for the Patriots. Let's say you're suiting up and you're going to go play in five-degree weather and you see Brian Belichick walking around as linebacker's coach. Then you see Matt Patricia walking around and he's there because his dad uh, is friends with Belichick. Do you say to yourself, why am I going out on a limb for these guys? Because <laughs> I'll get cut the second I'm hurt. Or the second I miss a tackle, I'm cut, I'm gone. Why am I going to go out there on a limb for Brian Belichick and Matt Patricia and all these young guys to live fat? They're out there on the sideline with the heaters. <laughs> Why am I going to go on a limb for these guys? Was that a factor in that? Because really, I think the biggest part of that game, because really Buffalo had a conservative game plan. They had a lot of plan runs for Josh Allen. And they were only taking a shot on press man, right? That's really a college uh, game plan. D-Ball's a college coach. Probably getting a lot of money being a college coach. Or going to the NFL and keeping it simple, stupid. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I know it's a bad pick, but why was it a bad pick? You watch the game. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think later in the game, you know, when you're getting blown out like that, um, I think there's some type of, you know, self-preservation and 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 in that in that temperature and game's over it's out of hand it's a blowout um i definitely think that could add to it getting becoming even more a blowout and it played to the over as well um they they got out hit right so you're not supposed to get out hit in a playoff game and i just think they weren't flying around because i think we talked about it a little bit on the live stream um scott thought that patriots lack team speed And, and you can uh speak to this there's a patriots lack team speed and i said i agree they like team speed but you can kind of mitigate that with effort and kind of flying around a little bit they weren't flying around at all and they were letting uh you can something can have better speed than you but they're not necessarily going to out get you right yeah no i mean team speed i mean i mean i i personally know two dbs on the patriots um you know well, J.C. Jackson went to my junior college, and uh, Miles Bryant works out out in Irvine. Um, he was part right. of a Spelman comp. Miles Bryant, yeah. He was out. He was out of Washington uh, the year before Elijah Molden last year. Oh, um, okay. he was a Washington DB before him. So uh, Miles Bryant, he was an undrafted guy um, that got picked up there by the Patriots and landed himself a starting role. Has been, you know, got a few picks. It's been. Um, you know, uh, been playing very, very well. I mean, technically, Sandy's a great DB. But, yeah, I mean, if you look at him just statistically in his 40-yard dash speed, Miles is not a four, low 4-4 four, four guy. 
Um, you know, JC's not either. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you're looking straight from a testing standpoint, like 40 yard dash speed, uh, right. miles per hour reached on a GPS, those, I mean, I know those two guys are not, you know, top, you know, they're not top in that category. Now you don't need that to be an, a great player in the NFL. Um, you know, those guys are great, great at what they do. Um, they do everything else at the highest level. Um, right. and they're, they're, you know, they're, they're pros and they'll be, they're going to be in this league for a long time. Both guys, I believe will have, will have, have some time, but yeah, I mean, just linear speed wise though, they are, they are lacking there. Um, and I think scheme though can make up for a lot, you know, having a four five guy versus a four right. four guy in that spot scheme can make up for that. Um, you know, but yeah, I just think talent wise, the bills talent gap was bigger than Belichick's coaching gap was over McDermott. Um, if I had to break it, I think Belichick gets a slight nod, um, coaching wise, but I think the bills roster gets a, a triple of that amount on talent wise defensively and offensively. Um, and I think that just came to fruition. We just saw the talent gap and, um, you know, there was no scheme or no coaching that, that, that could have, could have, could have got that one, um, you know, on the right track in my opinion. So, yeah, it was just the, the, the bills roster right now. Um, you know, now I, I don't think any other coaching staff does as good as the Patriots did this year with that roster. You know, I think if you take Belichick and you put another coach on a, another staff, on that roster, I don't know if they make the playoffs. They 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 might be another game or two lost, and they might be, you know, on the outside, you know, looking in, um, you know, right there with the Steelers or you know competing for that maybe even seven seed or getting knocked out. So, um, yeah, I think Belichick did a great job with what he had this year, but yeah, just at the end of the day, talent gap was too big, way too big. Right, and I, I think the mental edge went to Buffalo too because I think I think what the Patriots did to them the first game up there stuck in Buffalo's mind and they, they said it over and over again on the broadcast that Buffalo was really upset that they allowed the Patriots to come in that Monday night game and run the ball down their throats and they were not going to let it happen again. And I think Josh Allen, the, the start of the game, Josh Allen running for all those yards kind of made the defense say, Oh, Oh, we got to account for him all of a sudden. And it allowed Josh Allen to be able to pass yeah, the ball. Yeah, but it shouldn't take that long to do so. And it's living in the past, you stay in the past. Belichick does not account for the quarterback. No, he, he doesn't. I agree. And he got killed. I agree. <laughs> it's just being stubborn. And he says, well, I'm allowed to be stubborn because I won seven Super Bowl. Fine. Yeah. I'm going to lose this game because Josh Allen is Johnny Menzel. <laughs> yeah. And, no and where was the – I mean, in the Cardinals game too the other night, like where was the quarterback running? I mean, Murray would yeah, look right. scared. Yeah. I mean, he he had at that, least that's the that's the questionable aspect of that game. Yeah, from a conspiratorial standpoint, you got the Heisman winning guy who runs. Uh, Raheem Morris is going to let you run, and he doesn't run. Because I there kept, was, I kept looking at my phone. I'm like. And the stats were the same for the Cardinals. I'm going, what the heck is going on? Why aren't they yeah. refreshing? And they never did it. They didn't do anything. Right. No. They didn't do anything. No, and I, I mean, I there, there was – The writing was on the wall when they got cheated out of that call on the on – the, on the, what was obviously a lateral, two laterals in a row. It was obviously two laterals in a row. The ref without – if you look at the timing of it, now, the cameraman, believe me, they're going to – Research that this week. It's going to be an overall cameraman. 
because some are unions are calling out like some of the normal NFL guys. These replacement cameramen <laughs> caught it in real time, and you can't walk it back. And we'll talk about the next game that we actually got right. I'm going to ask you guys about this because once it's on film, most people, because there's people at the game, right? You get more news from people at the game using their phones than the, than the NFL cameraman, right? They're like, oh, did you see this? Did you see that? And there's people on their phones at the game. But this one, you couldn't walk it back. Before the second pass, the referee was already pulling the flag. So, and the other thing we mentioned last the point, second pass illegal. The other thing we mentioned last Wednesday in the podcast is quarterbacks starting in the playoffs for the first time had a four and eight record. Right. Five quarterbacks started their first playoff game this this weekend, this past weekend. Four of them lost. The only one that won was Burrow. Yeah. Glory for the regular season when we started going away, all these rookie quarterbacks, your Trevor Lawrence's and your Taylor, none of them were winning anything. It wasn't that Stafford's first playoff game, though? No, he was 0 3 against Detroit in the playoffs. Oh, okay. It was his first win. Win. Carvel got him in the playoffs, and I think they had a couple playoff wins, and he was doing so well that the Ford family fired him for getting Detroit into the playoffs. And having to pay money on travel costs. So, yeah. so only one quarterback starting in the first playoff game could have won because Kyron Burrow were first time playoffs. The other four lost. So that that's a stat you got to keep in your mind going forward here. Yeah. Do you playoffs. remember that that one? I think you remember that one, Scott. It might have been right at the edge of uh, chat, but he might have noticed it. It was that playoff game where Megatron was getting cheated. They were double teaming him, and they, <laughs> and they yeah. were he were getting no calls. And then he got a miracle catch in the end zone, and he had two feet in bounds, but they ruled it out. It was so ridiculous. Yeah, Megatron, yeah. It was Stafford, and Megatron. It was insane. Yeah, I mean, did you see Kyler Murray last night like five times in that first half? I swear he could have ran and slid for four or five yards and made it second and six, second and five, and he just threw it to nobody in nobody respect second and 10 i mean it's yeah. like bro go slide and get four yards it's wide open for your little fast ass he, but this he, is the problem this is a problem did you notice when he went to the sidelines he never spoke to clinkberry i mean i don't know this for a fact but Klingberg, i didn't but i have to go back and watch he he shaking as far as uh people i mean calling out DeAndre Hopkins in public. Yeah, he's huge red flag. Like there's a beef between him and Kyle. Like he's losing that team. That team is not riding with him. And he he's not having any good relationships with, with his best players, you know. And it's like Great. that that's that's gonna affect the team. I mean, you know, you just besides X's and O's, having a coach that the players like versus don't like, regardless of scheme, I think is huge. Right. They said they said on the radio last night that nobody has trust and faith in McCarthy because he lied in the interview process just to get the job in Dallas. So these players right. don't have I his told back. You how I worked on the interview process, and the guy I was trying to help him not get fired got fired. Usually, people get fired for other stuff like that. So remember, no one, Leary from UCF got the job in Notre Dame. Yes, I remember that. I remember and that. He got fired. Yeah. The so 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 Kingsbury 
Kyle is his meal ticket to any success he has. So he's right. he's got to he's got to watch out to to not lose him completely if he hasn't already. So and every single team Clingsbury has had has tanked at the end of the season. Yeah. Yep. Even USF beat him in a bowl game to take the day. Yeah. That's how bad he is with Charlie Strong as a head coach, one of the worst coaches in college football history. So let me ask you this uh, before we move on to the uh, my second bad pick of the week, and only one. Um, what do you think about the alternative refs that were filmed? Again, these backup camera people, <laughs> Goodell must be ballistic. He wants to retire, but he wants to have everything tied up in a bow. He just thinks they're getting even more out of control. So these backup cameramen cash the alternative refs and they're dressed in Cincinnati and Raider colors. I couldn't make, you know, and where they came, the first time they focused in on it and people were going nuts was when that old 80-year-old man <laughs> floats the blip whistle in the middle of the play. Everybody stops running. Burrow, and, and, and two-part question. I'm not chat about this. Do they practice that? Because Burrow, who works out with Shad, uh, must be a Jordan Palmer thing. Jordan Palmer, the bachelor. Uh, I think Jesse Palmer's on there now. It's a bachelor, one of the Gator guys, Gator quarterbacks. Uh, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen practice that play where they go to the sideline and they throw across their body. I think Emma Holmes does it too. So it seemed like Burrow was just practicing. He went out, he hit his plan flat. And threw it, touchdown. Do they second part of the question is uh to Chad, do they practice that with you, right? You're the receiver in that situation. Yeah. Oh yeah, all the time. They're working on off-platform throws, like you know, majority of the time. Off-platform um, throws, that's what they call it. See, you learn yeah. a lot of podcasts. A lot of not off-platform. I'm gonna write that down while I listen to you guys on this other question. Who are those guys? Who are these alternative rests? Right. You know, easy answer is a ref gets hurt. They put somebody else. But why are they wearing Cincinnati collars? And I'll give you my speculation. And why are they wearing Raider collars? And what about the calls in that game? Because we predicted it. We said Cincinnati home team is going to get the calls. Raiders and Goodell have beef. But it's a showcase for the Raiders in the new stadium. What do you, who are these refs, man? What's going on with these guys? And why are they wear, why aren't they just wearing NFL colors instead of wearing you know regular stuff? They should wear red, red and blue NFL colors with a with a thing that says instead of Raiders and and, and uh, Bengals, it should say uh, NFL. The luggage got lost. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I have no idea. Right. It's bizarre. We've been watching football 100 years, never seen that. I've been to games, and I get there early. Sometimes I've known a guy on the team or whatever, and they're stretching, and you wave and stuff, and you see the rest come in with a big duffel bag and start talking to people and this and that, right? Yep. But I've never seen guys dressed that way. I've seen, you know, FBI guys, police, because at games, it's the biggest uh, drop-off for drugs, right? illegal activity, women, sex trafficking. 
It's all done in NFL games because there's so many people and it's hard for the FBI to track, right? They get some people, they can't get everybody. Or you go to the bathroom and there's a huge drug deal going on in the thing. Hey, man, I have to take a crap. And there's like 10 pounds of cocaine down there. <laughs> and some guy with a bag of money. I'm like, I don't care what you guys are doing. Snitches get stitches. I just have to poop right now. <laughs> so there's a lot of things that go on, right? But these guys were interesting. And they couldn't walk back that call. It was obvious that the NFL wanted Cincinnati to win that game. Or am I wrong? Am I crazy? What do you guys say? No, I I tend to think they wanted Cincinnati to win. I, I tend to think that they're really high on the Chase Burrow um, Higgins right. combination with, with Mixon. Yeah. I think that's their I'm team. Go- suburban white guy, Cooper Cup type guy. Yeah, I think that's one of the whole. Pay them money. Cincinnati is going to be one of their good teams coming up for the next five or six years. Like one freak, of those guys right? stayed. Bible pumping freak. They don't want a guy like that around. <laughs> and the Raiders with the Gruden thing too. They don't want that story to linger. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's how can you say there was no whistle on that play? And then, and then another <laughs> thing that makes me think the the league, you know, has something to do with that is, I mean, Burroughs press conference in his shades going, I didn't hear nothing you know it was like come on he was instructed just to, to i mean keep it short sweet of the, of the sound yeah so i mean it's like i mean if i heard it on tv i know you heard it you know obviously <laughs> lying. Right next to the guy you know so what why why lie blatantly if there's not some type of league, you know, interference here, I don't know. If right. it's all, if it's all, up, if it's all up and up, then why aren't we just keeping the truth? Oh yeah, I heard it. You know, that's what they decided. That's the call they made. Uh, I just, you know, yeah. I just play, kept playing, you know, I'm playing through the whistle. Like the, the response to it is, is, um, is controlled, right? The, it's a, it's a, it's a puppet response. So there has to be a puppet master controlling right. the response right, right, right. No question. that wasn't a uh, genuine unique authentic response to a question in my opinion so yeah no. and zach taylor i think zach taylor said the same thing i, I didn't hear a whistle oh, of i didn't hear it of course yeah. not. i didn't hear a whistle whistle the refs have whistles i didn't even know <laughs> oh shit <laughs> thought they were i thought they just <laughs> whistled through their lips my my thinking is this is what my thinking is the NFL wants Buffalo to host the AFC title game because of the stadium thing. Right. So it's going to be Cincinnati and Buffalo in the AFC championship game. That's that's my thinking. I could be totally off base with that, but I think because Buffalo – We're making money with that stadium. thinking. Look at the Rams game last night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good – that's a great observation in the fact that what stadium monetizes – the best of the four AFC. I think you hit, it's Kansas City or Buffalo. Yes. Right. Yep. And that's, you know, so oh, the-, the other thing is that uh, from a financial standpoint, right? As an NBA, securities licenses, part of the reason making the playoffs is to sell season tickets for the next year. And what good team needs to sell the most season tickets? The Tennessee Titans, who happen to be. Without a star running back and marginal talent, yeah, except yeah. for the guy that works out with Chad, Mr. Bolden from <laughs> the Huskies, there's no one seed with a guaranteed what? Home game. 
Oh, yeah. imagine that. Hey, I could be off base, but you can have your own opinion, right? Based on that, you can have your own opinion, but you cannot have your own facts. Those are facts. They yeah. need to sell season tickets, and they're the yeah. number one seed, and their best running back was hurt all year, Derrick Henry. Yep. I think I just got my first pick of the week, the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm I'm all over the Bengals, too, because because I, I strongly think two, two reasons. One, they want Buffalo to host the AFC title game. Um, and number right. two, Cincinnati is the new – up and coming team in the NFL, so we gotta we gotta get them in the title game, yeah. So we can right. show them off to the to the everybody else. No, Cincinnati sells better. Yeah, sells better than Tennessee for sure. Yeah, so they're looking they're looking for a 41-38 AFC title game. So nobody's watched Cincinnati the whole year until this past weekend. So right. they want to show them off for the in the playoffs. So that's the Jake team that's going to money line pick of the week, folks. You heard it here. Yeah. Right. Well, that's tomorrow's podcast. We got a preview of tomorrow's podcast. (laughs) We only have four games to cover. So, last game we'll end with I was living in the past, or still living in the past, making the same mistake of the NBA playoffs. So, I got to change this. If I keep making this mistake, I'm going to have to get a therapist and we'll have to walk through some stuff. Uh, Stop being nostalgic, maybe because I'm turned 50 this year. I'm getting too nostalgic. But I got to get off the pass because even though I'm making a lot of money, betting these games good percentage, but I'm still in the pass. But then we'll do this. We'll go Scott and Chad. Bad pick or bad luck because if Pittsburgh plays their normal game and does not turn the ball over and they score because at the end they're at the three-yard line, uh, I, win, I win at least the plus 14, I guess. We'll go Scott and Chad. So my my ticket's a little both because we said on the podcast and then Jim reiterated what we said that Big Ben was just gone. His legs are gone. He can't throw the ball down the field. But after the first quarter, it was it was basically nothing, nothing. So it was like, okay. Well, they got a big turnover they needed, right? They yeah, and they scored seven out. Yeah, it was seven nothing. I was Pittsburgh. dancing around my living room. Yeah. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, Pittsburgh I, I, I was dancing with San Francisco, got the money line because that yeah. could profit. That could profit for the yeah. whole. Doesn't matter about the Rams game because that was a two thousand dollar plus one eighty five bet, and I got the side and the total. The the first the first sat the Saturday. And the first two games of Sunday basically set us up real, for profit, no matter what. But no matter. that's where you want to be because then you're enjoying the Pittsburgh game. You're yeah. dancing, Chad, laughing. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I just think, you know, now that Big Ben is retired, more than 95%, he's gone. Um, he just is a shell of himself. He has no legs, he has no arm. Yeah, he uh, can't get the ball down the field. I mean, did you see him throw the one deep ball? I mean, it was just like, oh, yeah, gosh. It, it's like and he's throwing the pass and his forward. body's going five yards forward to throw the pass, right? Right, so, right. But they still um, have 28 points, man. Matt Canada is great offense coordinator. But as I said to you before we get on, three yards away from a push, right? They were at the three yard line at the end of the game. The, the guy caught the pass, went to the three yard line. I wish Kansas City had said, we got the game wrapped up. 
Big Ben's retiring. Let's just let him score a passing touchdown and end his career on that. But yeah. they didn't, obviously. Or, or run off the score. They were running off the score. They were, they yeah. Kept... Yeah. So that makes me think that Kansas City threw a lot of their guns and weapons out this past week because they knew they could they could score in Pittsburgh. Right. Um, but, yeah. you know, betting, betting with Big Ben is a, is a risky proposition down the end of the, end of the season. Right. Because um, of the way he performed. So. Yeah, I'm I'm chalking it up. Bad pick on both sides for me on this one in my mind here. I, I'm telling myself this game, the, the, the Steelers defense with or without Tomlin right now, we've seen it all year. We've seen Dalvin Cook gashed. We've seen this defense get gashed all year. Same thing. I I think you know. Same thing. Josh valuing Belichick in the Patriots game. I value Tomlin too much and Roethlisberger yeah. way too much. That defense was not going to hold the Chiefs no, under no, 35 no, points. No. There was no way they were holding the Chiefs he, under 31, 35. Chiefs living in the past with their defenses, right? They thought their old school defenses was going to hold up. Yeah. And so I that, think schematically they held up, but they didn't hold up physically. And he was stubborn. And hopefully they don't see that this week. But you're gonna have unless somebody stops being stubborn, you're going to see this again, where. Reed, Mahomes, and Kelsey play air raid and go to the weakness of the defense. And the only way you stop it is by playing box and one. You take your best defender or your second best, whoever, Chad, right? I say, Chad, whatever defense we're in, you got Kelsey. Don't let the man catch the ball. We actually, I mean, I I ran that defense in – you know, we did well, my junior year. We played Bryce Treggs, who went to Cal Berkeley and it was with the Eagles for a few years. Right. Um, he was like a five star coming out of St. John Bosco. So we played St. Oh, wow. John Bo- Bosco my junior year of high school. Big, big high school and, here on the level of Marty David. People heard yeah. that. And we ran, we ran a defense. We called it three star, three star. So basically, I went wherever Bryce Treggs went, slot outside, <laughs> put man on him, and we ran cover three behind it. Called it three star. That's so yeah, that. I mean, that, that defense, you need to run against Kelsey. I don't care, Tom, how many Super Bowls you won with Blitzburg, whatever. You need to run that thing against Kelsey because once they figured out the defense they were in, they went to Kelsey every time, and there was no stopping. Yeah. So, and then – so, yeah, the total here, I mean, this was an overall day. I, I know this, day. too. The last two football games I've even been to NFL were Chiefs games in Arrowhead. I know that atmosphere. I know how Arrowhead is. I mean, it's a – I mean, that stadium, those fans – because the altitude they say is just as bad as Denver. Nah, it's not. Nah, I wouldn't say not even close. I wouldn't say that. No, nah, okay. altitude's not. I, I, no, no altitude there. Um, but yeah, I mean this this game was going over the whole time. And then the side, I, I think this was a Chiefs minus twelve and a half all day. I, I mean, if the Steelers don't get that fumble scoop and score, I mean, which I, is lucky, they're not even close to covering the fourteen yeah. at the end. I mean, that that to me was, you know. Well, they turned the ball over too. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't have turned over the, the ball. Yeah. It it just goes to the fact that Big Ben Bad just showed himself that he could not. Yeah, sustain drives and plays, and we lost game. money this season betting on Ben Big Ben, yeah. and we saw the same shit, and we we didn't we didn't learn from it. We didn't use our we eyes. We, we didn't adjust like Pete Carroll adjust and said, "Damn it, this this I'm going to keep my job. Damn it, and going to fire Ken Norton, and we keep our job, and let's yeah. let's get a true house, right? Instead of trying that whole deal, we should have done that. We said, "Okay, Bills plus one and a half." 
uh, over the number because this game is going to get out of control. Because Tomlin, you can predict that behavior. Tomlin's not going to change. He's won a Super Bowl. He even said it in the press conference. I'm not changing. I'm going to keep same defense, and Kelsey can do what he wants. And the right. way that's expecting Reed, that Reed's going to say, okay, you're in this defense. Now we're going to go to Kelsey, and every time you're going to stop it, we're going to get like four touchdowns, 35-7. Boom. Game set and match. Checkmate. Well, and, and two is like you're in scramble drill. I mean, you're asking your DBs to go back there for seven, seven and a half seconds and run around with Kelsey. I mean, Right. Give me seven and a half seconds to run around. I promise you, you never cover me. It's going to look like yeah. a, it's a quadruple move. I'm going to go five different ways. I mean, I'm going to run. A, you know, it's, just, it's too long of a time. You can't you can't cover for that long, man. It's just. No, it's no. Just After not. five seconds, I would have grabbed Kelsey, just held on. I'm like, yeah. hey, you're just holding. <laughs> yeah. Kelsey and Tyreek and Mahomes are just different beasts. They're just different. They're just different players. They're, they're right. highly skilled. Tyreek's got speed. Kelsey's a beast down the middle. I mean, he, I mean you can't tackle him in one play. You need to his run after catch is like a wideout, man. He's yeah. fast enough to outrun you, and he's got wiggle, man. There's just nobody that's that big and that heavy that's got that kind of wiggle. I mean, right? Yeah, he's got right. he's got six two, two hundred ten pound wiggle at six six two forty. I mean, you just and and keep in mind going forward here. He's Three out of the four games are rematches from the pre right. from this season. Right. Do not go off of that when you bet those three out of four games. These teams are totally different than they were when they played the first time. So just one, just saying. Oh, 100%. Do, some, do the research as we are, all three of us are going to do. Do the research on these games and listen, Preview, listen pre- to us. tomorrow night. Yeah, we're going to do some research now. I got more time to research because there's not as much Hawthorne effect since we got all the games right. Right. Uh, revenge game theory. Yeah. I mean, if you don't want to make money, don't listen to us. <laughs> Simple point. I mean, 10, ten and 3 speaks for themselves. And then. Count. 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 Turd. Yeah. Because we gave them the Scotty Miller prop. We gave them the Max Crosby prop. We gave them the Tampa Bay over 27 and a half prop. Those hit. Those hit. So you're looking at a 14 and three. We get, you know, Jim gave him Josh Allen over 40 yards rushing. That right. hit. Um, you know, so, you know, you miss some during the season, but, you know, we had a great, a better week than even the 10 and three stated. So, 100%. All right. Final words, fellas, before we get into research for the, uh, we'll get, uh, research. For the four player, because really, you can't get complacent. You can easily destroy your percentage by going on four. <laughs> so we we want to keep this momentum going. Final words, and then Chad too. When we go to Chad, uh, give us your what uh, college basketball picks you got for tonight. So um, to- yeah, enjoy what you did this weekend because because I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, but we're just again. For superstition of the day. <laughs> so when the roll going. <laughs> when I coached, I used something called the 24-hour rule, which is enjoy it for 24 hours, but when you come back for the next day of practice, it's on to the next one. Right. And that's it. So it's on to the next week for us. Um, you know, yeah. divisional round. So big time. But I'm big. I'm ecstatic that we went 78% this week. No, I was bad in high school, especially senior year. Right after the game. 
I was calling people who went to the other high school who <laughs> did my research for the next day. <laughs> That's where research started. <laughs> Final thoughts, Chad Nolan. All right, um, man, just ready to get into this research. Um, college basketball, I'm, I got Kinesius plus eight and the under <laughs> 135 right now that are both looking very, very good. Hoping for a 2-0 start. And then I have three more picks today, four more. One of them's like a bonus is like my uh, my flyer. Flyer. My, my, my top, my, my three picks of the day are Iona minus three, Loyola Chicago minus 12, and Manhattan on the money line. Woo! And then my flyer of the day, those are my top three. And then I got my flyer of the day, um, which is Wisconsin at the road at Northwestern. Um, it was opened at minus two. I got it at minus two and a half. I know it was up to three. I expect it to go up to minus four, four and a half. Um, but man, I just, I really like what Wisconsin's doing. I think, you know, them and Purdue are my top two Big Ten teams right now. Um, you know, Northwestern's coming off a big win at Michigan State here. So I think that, you know, that coming off that high and that win, um, you know, if they have any deflated sales here against the Wisconsin team, um, you know, you just you can't do it. This Big Ten schedule is is, is tough, you know. Um, you know, you, you got big, big teams coming in every night. So, um, you know, I, I like Wisconsin to uh, to be able to pull this one out and, and cover it there on Northwestern. So those are my my four my four picks. Nice. Nice. That's the mid-major uh, expert of us three. Man. Yeah. Depends what uh, you're talking about. We're talking about the Big West. I can go toe-to-toe with Chad Nolan when it comes to the Big West. Yeah, there is one Big West. There is a Big West game tonight. Um, I haven't researched it yet. Bakersfield uh, at or at home against uh, Pauly. Getting like uh, Ooh, I'm gonna check that out. I'm gonna check that out. Seven, I believe the line is is the favorite over Cal Poly. So yeah, we'll, we'll look at that one. Podcast. I'm gonna research that, embed it, and post it on Twitter. Bakersfield at Poly, Cal Poly. No, Poly at Bakersfield. Oh, okay, that makes a big difference. Yeah, it's a long drive. What's the over under on that? Let me see. He's going to look hard at the under. I'm going to look hard at the under. When I do so let's see. We got uh, uh, Bakersfield minus seven, totals 120. Nice. Yeah, because Cal Poly plays that slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. I mean, they've been – golly, I don't think their last game got over 100 points. No. So, look, look at hard at that under Bakersfield – and it's a big coaching mismatch because the coach at Bakersfield used to call, you know, uh, William, remember Williams? I think he played for the Boston Celtics too. Uh, he started at Florida, then when he told Miss uh, Williams, shooting guard, white guy. Yeah, he did play for the Celtics. He's the guy who coached him in Mississippi. Uh, he's got them to the NCAAs with no players. Now he's at Bakersfield covering the spread for us. So we'll close with that. We're making you money the same way you bet on a stock, right? Really, because you're doing betting. So you haven't met the management. You got to go meet the management, right? And watch that about Thoros. Uh, the decent looking blue hair, blue eyed, blue hair girl. 
who uh, hustled everybody out of millions of dollars, Thoros, Elizabeth Holmes. When people went to visit her during the research, she was good at hustling them. She didn't even have a high school diploma. Elizabeth Holmes, watch that, read about her. We don't do that. We're giving you legitimate information. I have an MBA, I have experiences, successful businesses. The same way you invest in a business, a stock, you invest in your sports picks, you follow rules, you have a code, you have a methodology, you have a legitimate business strategy. The biggest of them all is what Winston Churchill said. He said, to get us to World War II, the, the second biggest uh, catastrophe, right? Uh, crisis we had in Western civilization was World War II. And what he said to get us out of it is you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network. That's why this fund cost us $800 and that cost $200. And I don't know what that cost, I'm just shooting the work. That's why I'm working the shoes.